0: It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather, and he who controls the weather will control the world. In the time of great change, there will be cobwebs spun in the skies. That's a prophecy from the Hopi Indian elders. That time has come. And from Henry David Thoreau, a quote I have recited in the past, Thank God men cannot fly, lest they would lay waste to the skies, as they have done to the earth. That time is now. So many bad news breaking reports to cover in this broadcast. I'll go through as many as I can in a moment. But first, I have a question for those that are already awake to the wider horizon and doing their best to sound the alarm. Do you ever feel like this? Like a backseat occupant of a car that's been intentionally parked dead center? Over the railroad tracks, you can clearly see the oncoming train out your window. Its horn is blaring, full blast. Its lights are flashing wildly. You're screaming at the top of your lungs in a desperate attempt to warn the other occupants of the car, but they have their fingers in their ears and refuse to look out the window. The oncoming train is seemingly invisible to them. And about the metaphorical drivers of the now doomed car, no matter how hard you kick the back of their seat... They seem completely committed to ensuring the coming catastrophic impact, such is the tale of the human race. Power structures continue to do whatever they want, to whomever they want, because they can. The denial on countless fronts continues like an epidemic of willful eyes wide shut blindness from academia, corporate media, so-called elected officials, the list goes on and on. All of this head-in-the-sand behavior serves to perpetuate the general public's obliviousness to the tidal wave of total collapse that looms over our collective heads, along with the shockingly obvious climate engineering atrocities, which are also looming over our heads, the fallout of which is contaminating every breath we take. Filthy, hazy white or silvery white or often crisscross striped skies, all hallmarks of climate engineering operations. And how many other forms of covert warfare are being waged against populations around the world? How many from said populations are willing to even look at the wider horizon, let alone to do their individual part to help turn the tide of insanity? From the LA Times, this from last week, Earth hurtling toward a dangerous temperature limit. Major climate report warns, this is week after week after week, they are having to admit to the severity and immediacy of what's unfolding, not because they want to tell the truth, but because it's becoming all but impossible to hide. From this report from The Times, temperatures on Earth will shoot past a key danger point unless greenhouse gas emissions fall faster than countries have committed. The world's top body of climate scientists said Monday, warning of the consequences of inaction. And by the way, this report is referring to the IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, largest scientific panel ever assembled on any subject in human history. And their job is not to tell you the truth. It's to pacify populations until the brutal bit are in. They don't even consider feedback loops in any of their modeling, which means all of it is grossly inadequate, woefully short of how bad it actually is. And now let's get to the ram your head back into the sand caveat in this report. The report states... But there are also, quote, hopeful signs of progress, in quote. The report authors highlight a myriad of ways in which the world can be brought back on track to 2 degrees Celsius or even with great effort return to the 1.5 degrees Celsius mark after the threshold has been passed. This could require measures such as the removal of CO2. We know how that's going with the first CO2 removing plant on the planet that actually produces more pollution than it takes out of the atmosphere. What a great idea. Then this report from the IPCC, again, the largest scientific panel ever assembled on any subject in human history, states this. But also potentially risky technologies such as pumping aerosols into the sky to reflect sunlight. Let me repeat that last statement from the report. Quote, potentially risky technologies such as pumping aerosols into the sky to reflect sunlight. How clear can this equation be? What these so-called scientists are describing is exactly what the Climate Engineering Manhattan Project is doing in our skies day in and day out. Increasing in intensity over the last 75 years, the results are already beyond catastrophic. The entire planet has been completely contaminated, and the so-called scientists that authored this report claim that the spraying of our skies with highly toxic elements which disrupts rain patterns and destroys Earth's protective atmosphere, i.e. the ozone layer, is just, quote, a potentially risky technology. And about the so-called climate scientists that continue to claim that the only thing saving us from instant incineration is the toxic atmospheric aerosols, consider that these same so-called climate experts are the very same individuals that will call you a tinfoil hat-wearing nutcase if you try to point out the ongoing climate engineering onslaught in our skies. Just condensation, they'll try to tell you. So my point is this, to accept their patently false narrative that the toxic aerosols in our skies are somehow saving us from ourselves is to lose our course completely. To be clear, spraying exponentially more toxic pollutants into our skies as a cure or mitigation for the rest of the toxic pollutants already in our skies is a stunning example of total insanity. We live in a planetary asylum. The so-called science community has, with few exceptions, completely betrayed the human race on many fronts, not just climate science. And the majority of the masses are still, even at this late hour, all too willing to go along with the scripted delusions. All degrees of denial will soon be obliterated. Wait and see. From Fox News last week, this, UN warns Earth firmly on track toward an unlivable world, In quote. That's an understatement. We're on track to a planet that will be a true sister to Venus. Search geoengineeringwatch.org, Venus Syndrome. To understand what's happening, we have triggered mechanisms on our planet that are now in runaway mode. We face an abrupt climate collapse with no end to that process in sight until our planet reaches a new equilibrium, one that resembles Venus. We have never been in this place before. Earth has never been in this place before. What's happening now is happening hundreds of times faster than any previous mass extinction. It's blinding speed extinction. On that note of good cheer, you're listening to the commercial free, non political global alert news hour, the bad news broadcast brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. This is Dane Wigginton, your host. In this hour, we'll address the most critical issues we collectively face, issues on which our futures most directly and immediately depend. And here's the point you can't deal with the problem until you face the problem. If we have any chance of salvaging any part of Earth's remaining life support systems, that effort will take all of us. Not tomorrow, today. From PressTV.ir, this new headline, now or never, much like what I just stated, again about the UN report warning of a narrow path to avert climate catastrophe. This report states the UN's Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, as I mentioned moments ago, Said in a landmark report stopping global warming that current policies are leading the planet towards catastrophic temperature rises. Again, let me quantify that. Mathematically, statistically speaking, based on the information we have, how much could the temperature on Earth rise? Hundreds of degrees Fahrenheit. Dead, lifeless, spinning ball of rock. People think or have been led to believe that there's some magic thermostat that keeps the planet livable no matter what we do to it. That's not the case. That's like thinking you could do whatever you want to your body and it's going to magically heal itself and keep living indefinitely. And that's a very naive notion. The truth must be faced. We have no chance of changing our current trajectory. Another headline last week, temperatures to spike 20 degrees in Pacific Palisades. This is just examples from around the country. This is from California. This is the same model we've seen year after year after year started in 2007. That's when the Massive implosion of Arctic ice really, really went exponential. And that's when this pattern was set up over California. The high-pressure dome, the, quote, ridiculously resilient ridge that compresses air, radically heats the surface, further destroys the ozone layer, and steers the moisture completely around the once golden state. High-pressure domes in the northern hemisphere spin clockwise. That spins upper-level wind clockwise around that dome of high pressure, and that pushes all the moisture up and over us, back down, Into parts of the U.S. further inland, they pick up more moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico, pump it up the eastern seaboard, and create a flash cool-down. In this case, I'll get to this in a moment, killing crops. And this is not an accident. It's happening all over the world. At the most critical point of crop production, flash freezes are occurring, and this is not nature. Search the Engineering Winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn how these processes work. They are patented processes. It doesn't go from... 70 or 80 degrees to snow in a day without a lot of help from the climate engineers Cold dense layer of air created from chemical ice nucleating processes in cloud moisture endothermic reacting materials energy absorbing materials ie That creates a cold dense layer of air descends to the surface and they can flash freeze At will and that's exactly what they're doing flash drought flash deluge flash freeze all connected to climate engineering From this report on what's happening in California, again, we've seen this over and over and over, but this is an example. Gusty winds and temperatures 15 to 20 degrees above normal are in store for Los Angeles this week. We've already had record temperatures there. I'll get to that shortly. A little more than a week after a cold storm, this report states from the Times, dumped snow in local mountains and heavy rains across Los Angeles. A major heat wave is bringing temperatures 15 to 20 degrees above normal. A National Weather Service heat advisory will go into effect Wednesday with some parts of the region hitting triple-digit temperatures by Friday. This is early April, and we're seeing triple-digit heat waves after snow dumped in the mountains. What a glaring harbinger of climate engineering-created weather and temperature whiplash events. How long will the majority of the population continue to pretend this isn't happening because it's socially unacceptable to face this climate engineering elephant in the sky that is wreaking havoc on what is yet left of Earth's life support systems and the failing crops? More on that. Let's start with this. From last week, record-breaking cold hits Europe, causing widespread agricultural damage. From that report, growers across the affected regions burned candles, sprayed water, and used wind turbines in an effort to protect their crops from freezing. Now let's rewind. Spring of last year, 2021, this headline. Spring freeze devastates crops in Europe. Let's go back further. Year before, 2020. Severe spring frosts destroy crops across Europe. Do we see a pattern here? Year after year, at the most critical point in time, flash freezes occurring. When we know these processes exist, we have the patents for them, and we know what's happening in our skies because we have film footage of it happening and lab tests of the material that's hitting the ground. Contains climate engineering elements. These puzzle pieces are not hard to put together, but we have so many cowards in the ranks of academia that are more concerned about their paychecks and pensions than they are preserving some sort of future for their posterity, this must change. It must change or we have no chance. Again, how obvious is this pattern and it's happening all over the world? Not just flash freezes, flash floods, flash droughts, all taking devastating tolls on crop production. Again, all over the world. Climate engineering operations are inseparable from all of it. How is this not weather warfare? Climate intervention operations have been and are the crown jewel weapon of the military industrial complex, the weapon with which the health, welfare, and ability to stand up to total tyranny are all undermined and eroded. When a population is worried about where to find its next bite of food, it can't worry about much else, can it? The flash freeze events, again, are the result of climate engineering, chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding of atmospheric moisture. Further, it's not just the flash freeze that's killing the crops. Again, the toxic elements that are saturating soils and killing soil microbial life are not only sterilizing the soils, but the toxic elements are bioavailable, thus being absorbed by the crops that do manage to grow and get consumed by us and by the animals that we then consume. I covered that in previous weeks, by an unsuspecting population, all of it. From the New York Times, this breaking report, war in Ukraine compounds hunger in East Africa. Yeah, let's blame everything that's happening in the world on what's happening in Ukraine. This report states, again, from the New York Times, the conflict in Ukraine has driven up the cost of food in a region that depends heavily on crops from Russia and Ukraine and is facing what could be its worst drought in four decades. Let's put this into perspective. If the climate engineers were not cutting off the flow of precipitation into East Africa, as they're doing, also to California, and many other crop-producing regions around the world, then the Ukraine scenario would not be a factor in the East Africa famine food shortage scenario. The report then states, the continued drought in East Africa could come to resemble the one in 2011, which killed about 260 thousand people how many americans know this kind of stuff happens around the world they're not told this was in somalia alone and there's also this statement to consider from the report quote the coronavirus pandemic has also disrupted food supply chains i'll leave it up to the listener to decide the origins of this part of the equation how many have noticed that the power-structure-controlled corporate media ministry of propaganda is now blaming every aspect of unfolding societal collapse on the situation in Ukraine. As I've stated from the start of it, how well the Ukraine fiasco serves the controllers, and in how many ways. As I've just covered a moment ago, climate intervention operations are crushing crops all over the world, crops that were already suffering from countless other factors that are a direct result of humans behaving poorly and treating the planet very badly. We have been horrible stewards of planet Earth, there's no logically arguing that. But the intentional intervention in Earth's life support systems, i.e. climate engineering, is the most destructive of all. And we will all pay the price if these operations are allowed to continue. We've already paid a price that cannot be reversed. All these materials that we're inhaling with every breath we take, are very bioavailable and bioaccumulative. The toxic elements that we already know of are horrific enough. What else are these programs dispersing? What else? Meanwhile, in other regions, away from the flash freeze chemical cooldowns, another deadly phenomenon is taking place and accelerating. The wet bulb effect, the combination of temperature and humidity that becomes intolerable to the human body. Again, we would be lucky if we faced just a global warming Or climate change scenario. What we face is scientifically termed an abrupt climate collapse. And every day the climate engineering operations are allowed to continue. Makes that situation worse, not better. Takes us from the frying pan, puts us into the fire, and contaminates the entire planet in the process. And again, does this not serve those in power? That these materials are known to have very negative cognitive effects is not a less cognitively functional population, far easier to control. And let's not forget what former presidential advisor Zygmunt Brzezinski said, presidential advisor from Johnson, all the way up till 2017 when he passed on. Here's what he stated on the record, that with today's technology, it's far easier to kill a million people than it is to control them. So back to the wet bulb effect. As the planet superheats with about 50 climate feedback mechanisms in full swing right now, Temperatures in many regions are going to escalate with humidity into realms that become intolerable to the human body where the humidity is too high for the human body to sweat and cool itself and it can become lethal at temperatures far lower than most understand because typically when the temperatures go up, the humidity goes down. That's why deserts are deserts, very low humidity. And you can take that heat because you can still sweat. But when you can no longer sweat because there's too much humidity, you die. From Bloomberg.com, this UK lifts bar for heat waves after global temperatures soar what an easy cure that is just alter reality say it's something different than it is so-called official sources so-called elected officials and so-called science circles are lying about everything across the board because that's what they're paid to do and who ultimately controls all of this those who print the money They control the entire matrix, a matrix that is about to take us all down and take the web of life down with us if we allow it to continue. More headlines from many major sources. Heat records smashed throughout Southern California. Listen to this. Listen carefully to this. This is from last week. The highest mark was 103 degrees at John Wayne Airport, Orange County, surpassing its previous high record Of 85 degrees on the same date in 2010 they broke the previous record by 18 degrees That is absolutely insane much like the up to 90 degrees above normal temperatures Reported in Antarctica about two and a half weeks ago 55 above normal in the Arctic the planet is in total meltdown in the oceans. It's worse still there's ocean temperatures in parts of the Arctic Ocean Up to 25 degrees above normal. To put this into perspective, a cubic meter of seawater contains up to 4,000 times the thermal energy of a cubic meter of air. Try to do the math on that. Again, the planet right now is warming at the thermal energy equivalent rate of seven Hiroshima-sized nuclear bombs per second. That's north of 600,000 per day. That much energy released today Most of it has been absorbed by the oceans But that's not going to continue much longer The oceans are converting to what's known as Canfield Ocean Lifeless, stratified, superheated, oxygenless dead zones They die, we die And here's a few related fun facts for the record Global pelagic fish populations, i.e. the food fish Down about 90% right now Bluefin tuna down about 98% Plankton populations down about 60-70% to No plankton, no people either all of this is converging at once. Here's another headline from last week, also from many major sources. Quote, this incredibly potent planet warming gas just set another record for the second year in a row. The report states methane increased in the atmosphere by the largest amount in 2021 since measurements began nearly 40 years ago. Question, why has it taken so long for so-called science sources to sound the alarm about this when Geoengineering Watts.org has been doing it for the last 15 years? That we were being lied to about this gas, not from cow flatulence. Cutting down forests to raise cattle is a problem. I'm not denying that. But the massive methane blowouts that have been happening for decades, like the Bermuda Triangle, that's methane blowouts from the seafloor. As the ocean warms, massive deposits of formerly frozen methane thaws and releases in its entirety. The water aerates like a bottle of champagne. The surface vessels have no buoyancy and they sink. And now that's happening in the Arctic. Challenge anyone, everyone. Encourage everyone. Search siberian methane craters and look at those photographs it will shock you to the marrow and understand that's happening on the seafloor at a scale many times larger methane over a 10 year time horizon 120 times more potent than co2 as a greenhouse gas there's enough methane in the arctic alone to turn this planet into venus and climate engineering in the attempt to mask what's happening in the arctic is further fueling the process changing upper level wind currents like they're doing to california diverting all the moisture around us Doing the same on the eastern seaboard, that's changing ocean currents. Now we have warm ocean water pumping into the Arctic, and that's thawing the methane on the seafloor. Everything they do, everything the climate engineers do, is pounding the nails into our collective coffins. And that's why GeoengineeringWatch.org is focused on this issue more than any other issue, because if the entire ship goes down, all other challenges, however valid they are in and of themselves, become moot. We must keep the ship afloat, or nothing else matters. And if we don't stop the spraying of our skies with these highly toxic elements and we lose our cognitive ability again game over. If these programs are allowed to continue destroying the ozone layer based on the current trajectory, we may have as little as 18 months before functional collapse of the ozone layer. doesn't mean nothing's left there, but there won't be enough left to matter. How thick is the ozone layer? Most don't know. This needs to be heard to be put into perspective. If the ozone layer was compressed to a single molecular layer, At sea level, it would be about six millimeters thick, about the thickness of two dimes. That's what allows us to live on this planet, and we are treating it with unimaginable contempt, not just climate engineering operations, but countless other forms of human damage to the planet, human pollution. Every single rocket launch rips a gaping hole in the ozone layer, and we wave our pom-poms about Elon Musk and everything he's doing in the atmosphere with no regard for Earth's protective layers. But the single most devastating factor by far is climate engineering operations and everything that they entail. And that's why those in power will do everything they can to keep the population from waking up to what's happening in our skies because it is nothing short of an all-out assault against all life on the planet. It is a death sentence that is allowed to continue. We must bring it to light. We must. And that effort will take all of us. But from this report, how about this? They state Biden alongside EU President Ursula von der Leyen, also launched the Global Methane Pledge last year, which aims to slash global methane emissions by nearly 30% by the end of the decade. More than 100 countries have signed that pledge. I'm so relieved. I'm sure that will save everything, won't it? Total Pollyanna smoke and mirrors deception. That's what all this is. And every person I named, and everybody they're associated with and every government around the globe... Part of the criminal cabal that masquerades as legitimate governments that are simply mafia. That's what they are. State-sponsored mafia. All of them. Another headline from CNN. Scientists are seeing a dangerous shift in early spring tornadoes. From that report, it's the second year in a row that the country has endured a record number of tornadoes in March. I think about three times more than normal in March this year. And know this. If the climate engineers chose to, at minimum... They could suppress those cyclonic rotations with aerosol distribution, but they are not using those programs for anything benevolent. It's all malevolent. And since they are hampering with every aspect of the climate system, how can any event be considered natural at this point? And that's why they're trying to hide these operations so desperately. If the public understands they're part of this grand and lethal experiment without their knowledge or consent, and that they're not only expendable to those in power, but in fact a rapidly increasing liability, and that is the fact of the matter. Those in power know the planet, can't support populations anymore. What would we expect them to do? What? Here's more points to ponder. Harbingers of coming cataclysm. Nighttime low temperatures are now all too commonly as high as what former daytime highs once were. So often the sun goes down, but the temperatures don't. That's indicative of the greenhouse gas layer building up with methane at the core of that, trapping heat. That's exactly what's happening. Another headline, all related Biden orders large release of oil from strategic reserve, prods drillers to step up production, calls gas price increase, the Putin price hike. How convenient all this fits together. Again, I'll, I'll say this one more time. How well the whole Ukraine scenario serves those in power. Not just the oil industry, not just the arms industry, but the entire cancer that's currently controlling the world. This headline from CNBC, climate change could cost U.S. $2 trillion each year by the end of the century, White House says. First, if the human race remains on the current course, most of us will likely be gone by mid-decade, this decade. By 2100, Earth will resemble Venus, again, if we remain on the current course. Next, to measure the cost of a dead planet in dollars reflects the degree of insanity that's present within the ranks of the so-called ruling class. And there's this new report from Time Magazine. Quote, we have the technology to solve climate change. What we need, Time Magazine says, is political will. What magical technology does this Time Magazine report refer to? The usual Pollyanna propaganda. Electric vehicles, wind turbines, solar panels, nuclear power, etc. If you think the so-called renewable energy scenario is going to save us from ourselves, think again. Take the time to view planet of the humans. I personally worked on the construction of the solar plant mentioned at the 40-minute mark of the documentary. It was the first of its kind in the country. That's now a blowing field of sand. Yes, alternative forms of energy are better than straight-up incineration of hydrocarbon fuels, no question, but are still not, quote, renewable in the sense that the term implies or that we have been told. Global powers are working together on all core issues, climate engineering, And COVID-19 are key examples. The entire scenario in Ukraine is no different. From the World Health Organization, this. Almost entire world population breathing substandard air. From this report, an astonishing 99% of the world's population breathes polluted air that exceeds internationally approved limits with negative health impacts kicking in at much lower levels than previously thought. UN medical scientists said on Monday of this last week. So consider they're not even measuring for the nanoparticles that are used in climate engineering operations. Tens of millions of tons of aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers. Now we know graphene. All one has to do is look up and consider how much material does it take to cover the entire horizon, every bit of which is settling down to the surface where we all get to breathe it. Again, I compel people, go out on a still calm night after heavy aerosol spraying with with very hazy air shine a bright light into the sky and look up through that beam and you'll be shocked at what you see it looks like it's snowing so much of that is climate engineering elements that are not even being tested for and even then we have now an admission that basically the entire world is sucking up highly polluted air now let's plug this puzzle piece into the equation and see how it fits with all the other puzzle pieces already covered in this broadcast this is from the asiatimes.com Ukraine accelerates the great reset imagine that Just a coincidence, I'm sure. From businessinsider.com, major U.S. airlines delayed or canceled more than 10,000 flights this weekend, that was last week, inciting thunderstorms in Florida and technology issues. They control the whole matrix. They can blame anything on anything else they want. From this report, thousands of airline passengers across the U.S. experienced flight disruptions this weekend, which was last weekend. Major U.S. carriers canceled or delayed more than 10,000 flights, Total on Saturday and Sunday, according to Flight Aware, The disruptions owe largely to bad weather, but technology issues were also a factor. Bad weather. Would we have that without climate engineering operations going on above our heads? Of course. Absolutely. The planet is horrifically damaged. Can't just turn it off. We have been horrible stewards of the planet. But, that being said, climate engineering has derailed the entire planetary climate system. Thus... No weather event can be considered natural at this point. The liability issues are beyond comprehension. The public would wake up to what's going on in our skies. Governments around the globe actively or passively participating. And the only reason they can is because the majority of the population is either actively or passively facilitating the insanity. And that's the fact of the matter. They couldn't do what they're doing without this active or passive support from the population. Fact. We've seen the enemy and he is us. Another headline from last week rare outburst of large hail pummels South Florida. From that report, huge chunks of ice falling from the sky in Florida last Monday and over the weekend certainly caught people's attention. Photos posted on social media showed that it resulted in some significant damage. Hailstones as large as two inches in diameter. This shouldn't be happening in Florida. Atmosphere is too warm for this to happen there. And it's happening because these storm cells are being seeded with chemical ice nucleating elements to cool the surface temperatures temporarily and toxically. Another sub headline to that report storms batter aging power grid as climate disasters spread. A breaking down of the system. It was never sustainable, to be clear. It was never even remotely sustainable. But now the biosphere collapse has beat the power structure to the intersection. They are doing everything they can to further facilitate the fastest possible collapse with a thinning of the herd as a part of that equation. I'm going to read a letter sent to me by an activist last week. He said, Hi, Dane. Regarding the I-81 incident in Pennsylvania, he's talking about the massive traffic jam. I brought up last week, could that be connected to the surfactants that we know is in many snow samples? We've tested and determined that. Surfactants are what makes soap soap, which would make, obviously in theory, any of this frozen material that hits the surface incredibly slick. Here's what this trucker states, quote, I've been driving a semi-truck for 15 years, and what happened to me last Tuesday around 8 p.m. Pacific time in Las Vegas shocked me beyond belief. He further states, the temperature outside was 53 degrees Fahrenheit. I was driving 60 miles an hour on a 65 limit. It was raining. Suddenly, my trailer acted like it was hit by black ice. Almost lost control and just reduced speed without touching the brakes. It was like a black ice event. He then states, two miles ahead, another truck was totally destroyed due to this slippery, foaming detergent from the rain. That's what surfactants looked like. Again, surfactants are what makes soap soap. We know it's in the mix. We know it's in the precipitation. We know it's in the frozen precipitation because we tested for it and found it. He then states, now they have the technology to create black ice just from the rain at high temperatures. This is scary for all the drivers thinking it's just rain, but in fact, it's a death trap. Thank you for all you do. With respect, Dan. Thank you, Dan, for sharing this with us. On the subject of self-extermination, policies of industrialized, militarized, so-called civilization, this, world spends $1.8 trillion a year on subsidies that harm the environment, or should we more correctly state, what's left of the environment. For the record, no functional habitat. No humans, simple. And these sort of subsidies are to pay for drilling, fracking, everything that does immense and irreparable damage to the environment. And we're all paying for that. We're paying for our own self extermination, in a sense. Scientists state to Biden world needs rapid transition from fossil fuels to renewable energy, They're more correctly called hydrocarbon fuels or carbon fuels. That's not going to save us. Again, watch Planet of the Humans. Pollyanna to pacify the public. That's what this is about. From the LA Times, LA needs clean energy, hydrogen could be the answer, or is that a gas industry greenwashing? Last week I had a very dear friend of me who's just as disgusted with these so called environmental communities as I am state this to me that if the environmental communities manage to paint a smokestack green, they think they've done something for the environment while they ignore the climate engineering elephant in the sky. What a travesty of total hypocrisy. Moving on from Bloomberg.com. U.S. oil boomtowns risk ghost town futures. We risk a ghost town planet. In fact, the planet with nothing left that's not incinerated. Next headline from DW.com about what's happening down under. This, Australia's quote greatest threat... This climate change warned officials from that report. Climate change represents the quote, greatest threat to the future and security of Australia. Former defense and security officials wrote in an open letter to the Australian government. Do we really think that their military, our military and every other country's military are not engaged in climate intervention operations? Do, they, do we think that they're going to ask us for their permission first? What an incredibly naive notion. These programs at full-scale deployment for 75 years and growing by the year. From 9news.com.au, Australia again. Rain bomb hits Sydney earlier than expected. The forecast or scheduled weather is all over the board, if anybody hasn't noticed that by now, because not everybody gets the new script, so they're completely unclear about what's scheduled. That's what's happening from this report. New South Wales residents are staring down the barrel of even more flooding in the coming days as the heavy rain begins to hit the coast. The rain bomb has hit earlier than expected, currently concentrated on the coast of Sydney. The region has already been hit by devastating floods twice in a month. We had the droughts, the fires, everything breaking down society, crushing crops, miring the human race in turmoil, and it can't concentrate on tyranny. At that point, from NPR, this climate change is a risk to national security. The Pentagon states, of course, top U.S. military brass has stated the same on the record for many years. Again, do we think they're going to ask our permission before they deploy climate engineering? They just pretend it's not happening. We can see it in our skies daily. Next headline: Biodiversity loss poses a financial threat to entire world. New report states. No, it's not a financial threat. It's an existential threat. When will more of the population understand the totality of what's unfolding? This report then states this: a group comprised of the world's top central banks said quote, "We are eroding this biodiversity at a rate that is severely damaging the natural ecosystems that provide us with food, water and clean air. As a result, they said, significant risks to economic, financial and social stability may arise. May you think it could may might arise when there's not enough food to go around, the law of the jungle will kick in immediately." We will face Mad Max on steroids. So back to the killing of the crops, back to the chemical ice nucleation factor, which is a major core part of the equation that only geoengineeringwatch.org is trying to address, and I can only hope that that changes soon. We need everybody to understand this factor of climate engineering. A few more reminder headlines on this front. From last week, killing crops with chemical ice nucleation cooldowns, we have this. Extreme cold following the warmth in March is a, quote, agricultural disaster for parts of Europe. Many sensitive crops blossomed early and are now subject to harsh frost. The timing of the strong cold is horrific. No coincidence. This is from the report. This happened last year, too. I already went over that. Preliminary estimates suggest that one-third of France's has 80 to 100% loss in many of their crops. Sadly, another harsh frost is expected even after this. Let's keep moving. U.S. Powerful cold front sweeping through northwestern U.S. With rain, heavy mountain snow, and strong winds, a powerful cold front will sweep through the northwestern U.S. On Monday, large hail, damaging wind gusts, tornadoes, and flash flooding will all be a threat throughout the period. Let's just blame nature for everything happening, right? How many buy that? And from later in the week, this snow wind to sweep across north tier of U.S. Wind gusts up to 80 miles an hour will be within the realm of possibility along the eastern slopes of the Rocky Mountains. They are now using pressure zones to create ever more violent winds, which helps enhance the endothermic reaction of the chemical ice nucleating elements being seeded in cloud moisture. It supercharges those elements, and they need that now because the planet is superheating. They need every card they can play to try to mask the severity of total meltdown what about california from numerous sources this sierra snowpack falls to one of the lowest in 72 years follow me through the succession of headlines and then we'll try to make sense of it also from last week sierra snowpack worsens falls to lowest in seven years what happened to 72 years then we had this from last week from the sacramento Bee: california drought driest rainy season for sierra snowpack in 100 years and then there's this from many major sources, California, worst mega drought in 1,200 years. Which is it? All over the board. We are being fed lies from every imaginable direction, but here's the bottom line. It's exponentially worse than any of the most dire reports you're seeing from any mainstream source. Exponentially worse. They're trying to pacify populations until the brutal, bitter end. And that end draws very near on the current course. We're breaking frontline news reports in a moment. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 348, April 9th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations, known as geoengineering. The commercial-free non-political global alert news hour is now broadcast on AMF stations in Northern California, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Denver, Washington State, Oregon, the Northeast, Sacramento, San Diego, and San Francisco. Geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us expand our reach. And our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm in regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, the dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. And the best way to share this documentary is by circulating the direct link to the dimming from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. For those that want to have their questions answered about what we collectively face on live radio, for all to hear, geoengineeringwatch.org is now host of the Coming Collapse Q&A News Hour on KSCO, Santa Cruz, Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time. No commercials, non-political. We'll stick to the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. There will be no participation in the orchestrated political theater of mass distraction and division. The call-in number for the Coming Collapse Q&A News Hour is 831-479-1080. You can listen to one of those broadcasts. It's now posted on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Coming collapse q and I'll look forward to discussing the converging catastrophes that are closing in on all of us with those that are willing to ring in and make their voices heard. Unfolding biosphere collapse will remain the bottom line factor fueling power structure total desperation. Remember that. Speaking of total power structure desperation, let's read between the lines on this next Report title, Climate Change May Push the U.S. Toward the Goldilocks Zone for West Nile Virus. This report states the rising cases may be a sign of what's to come as climate change brings more drought and pushes temperatures toward what is termed, quote, the Goldilocks Zone for mosquitoes. Not too hot, not too cold. Scientists expect the West Nile transmission to increase across the country. They always know, don't they? They know when the pandemics are coming. They know when the spread of diseases like this are coming. And let's weave this into the equation. From a previous broadcast, I covered this. Engineered mosquito release—two 2 billion of them, in California and Florida. And guess who's involved with that? Good old Billy Gates. Imagine that. And now we found this science study. And I'll get to this in the next broadcast. But the study outlines the use of weaponized mosquitoes. Why should this be any surprise at all? And one more footnote. Geoengineering Watch has now received the results of dozens more precipitation tests from the U.S. The results are beyond horrifying. Watch for a near-future post from geoengineeringwatch.org on this. Global power structures continue to play their cards, and they are not done, not by a long shot. Continuing with that theme, this headline from last week, Brace for a Summer of Water Emergencies in Utah. They always know. We have those who orchestrate the cutting off of precipitation, then putting out the so-called science data through their corporate media so that populations are conditioned into thinking this is somehow just sort of natural consequence going on, when in fact it's the result of climate intervention operations. That is exactly what's happening. It must rain more on a warming planet. The laws of physics make that clear more overall. It is deluging in places, but other places the rain's being completely cut off. It's not an accident. The atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming, and based on frontline climate data, it appears we were past 3.5 degrees C right now. should be far wetter on this planet, and it's not, and the only reason it can't be is there's a factor we're not being told about, and that factor is climate engineering and the drought-inducing effects of it. On that note, this headline from last week. Many desalination plants could refresh the parched west. Think about this. California and the rest of the American west are facing the worst drought in over 1,200 years. Acknowledgement of that again. This drought is devastating agricultural industries. No surprise, no accident. And creating conditions that lead to massive wildfires. Also not an accident. Search wildfires serve geoengineering agenda for a report that will shock you to the marrow. According to the IPCC mentioned that group earlier largest scientific panel on any subject in human history they say it's likely that drought will only continue to get worse because they're saying what they're told to say what's scheduled by those who are orchestrating the weather and who does all the weather modeling Raytheon Lockheed Martin who are also both neck deep in climate engineering operations the foxes are running the hen house so they say to get adequate water supplies the region needs to develop technologies and solutions and what's their solution to get Mexico to allow water desalination plants so that Mexico doesn't get any more of the Colorado River, and then countries in the U.S. in the Southwest can take what's left of the Colorado River, which is now just a trickle. Lake Powell's drying up, Lake Mead's drying up, Havasu, Shasta, Orville, no accident, none of it. And yet we have populations driving around on their iPhones, watching football games and drinking beer and pretending that it's all going to magically work out. Perhaps they roll up their sleeve and do what they're told. Could not be further from the truth. Next headline. This is from Scientific American and certainly a power structure controlled source. Double disaster. Wildfires followed by extreme rainfall are more likely with climate change. No, they're more likely with climate engineering. I just mentioned what happened in Australia. Epic drought, epic fires, now epic floods. And now they're telling us the same is going to come to the West. They say the science study published in the Journal of Science Advances found that by the end of the century, again, none of us will be here anywhere near that long, mid-decade for many, if we stay in the current course. Most wildfires in large parts of the West would be followed by several extreme rain events. How in the world would they know this? They can't predict hours in advance anymore because the climate engineering operations are so totally disrupting any natural patterns. And the script-reading so-called meteorologists need to summon their courage, band together, stand up, and tell the truth while it can still make a difference. Listen to this final statement from this report. The researchers found that by 2,100, more than 90% of wildfires in California, Colorado, and the Pacific Northwest will be followed by at least three extreme rainfall events within five years. How in the world would they possibly know something like that? This is total absurdity. These people say whatever they're told to say. And we have teams of scientists saying if all the ice melts after three years of study it could cause sea levels to rise really as if the rest of us don't know that as if a five-year-old child couldn't figure that out the public needs to use their sense of reason that's why the creator gave it to them sitting on a bench or a pew in a spiritual institution for example and pretending it's all going to work out because it's all in bigger hands we don't need to do anything that doesn't fit any spiritual tradition scripture none of it we are required to stay at our post to protect creation till our last breath. It's not an option, it's an obligation. Next headline, multiple sources, record-breaking rain hits Rio de Janeiro causing severe floods and landslides. Mire populations in various forms of weather cataclysm and blame it on nature. And the population doesn't suspect what's being done to them. Another headline, deadly smoke waves from wildfires set to soar. This report states new research sees the Pacific Northwest, a future hotspot for dangerous spikes of PM2.5 pollution, getting smoked out every three to five years by late this century. Again, capitalizing on the same scripted narrative, what about the nanoparticle pollution that's not even being tested for, and that's the most dangerous of all? The whole system is rigged from top to bottom. I've been told this to my face by high-level EPA officials in Sacramento, closed-door meeting, the entire system is rigged from bottom to top. No one's telling the truth. This report goes on to state, the study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences largely focuses on tiny particles, and they're not even talking about the tiniest particles, that go deep into the lungs and can even injure the bloodstream to cause sickness and death. Is it just smoke particulates or structure particulates in the smoke? No, not by a long shot. Over the smoke canopy for the Paradise Fire, geoengineeringwatch.org recorded blanket aerosol spraying by climate engineering aircraft. Why would they do that? Why would they cover that smoke canopy with known toxic particles that are also incendiaries, highly toxic particles like aluminum that cause a downstream of neurological diseases, Alzheimer's, ALS, dementia, many, many more. We have it on film. It's in the film, the dimming. Please watch that film on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. If you think it's just smoke in that smoke canopy, think again. Final excerpt from this report. Wildfire smoke also damages crops, taints foods, triggers asthma attacks, and erodes mental health. Went over that earlier as well. A population that's not thinking too clearly, a whole lot easier to control, aren't they? GeoengineeringWatch.org needs all the help we can get with the effort of sending the link to the dimming documentary out to all article authors, elected officials, environmental organizations, media, etc. The list goes on and on. Northern California pattern for scheduled rain all too often goes like this. Rain, so-called forecast, will show up on the scheduled weather script for 7 to 10 days out. As the window of scheduled rain approaches, the script begins to change, perhaps from several days of rain to a day or two of showers. As the foretold rain days arrive, the scheduled precipitation is reduced even further or completely eliminated, if we're lucky. Perhaps enough toxic rain will fall to wet the top layer of the forest floor. And that's about it. The so-called storms over Northern California are blown apart again and again and again. Spray-filled skies, radio frequency, microwave manipulation patterns are often shockingly visible in the solar radiation management layer of haze. Our skies look like something from a science fiction movie, and few notice, and fewer still, seem to care, although that's starting to change. I'm hearing from more and more people in Northern California that are starting to realize the gravity of what we face, a fight for life. On this same theme from AOL.com, this headline report from last week, quote, a year after year disaster, the American West could face, quote, brutal century under climate change. Of course, no mention of the climate engineering elephant in the equation, and they're telling us what is planned i.e. what is being scheduled. This report states the West, once a beacon for all that was new and hopeful in America, could become an example of the grim apocalyptic future the nation faces from climate change, and it's going to get worse unless dramatic action is taken. Two studies published this week forecast. Imagine the whole of academia pretending that climate engineering isn't raging in our skies, and the public all too willing to ram their head in the sand and pretend with them. Cover as many headlines as we can before we run out of time. From the Washington Post and other sources, California snowpack is vastly depleted after record dry start of the year. Where I live on the east side of Lake Shasta, we had no rain this winter, not since December of last year. We should have had about 50 inches of rain. We've had less than one inch of rain. And we can speculate about the agendas and objectives, but the fact that climate engineering is cutting off the flow of precipitation to the U.S. West is absolutely positively beyond dispute. Satellite imagery Proves it. Beyond any shadow of a doubt, looking up on our skies. Proves it. For those that are willing to see. Another headline. Winter is about to play an April Fool's joke on the Northeast. No mention of the crop crushing frosts, of course. Another headline. April Fool's spring snow creates wintry scenes in France. Again, killing crops. Another headline from India Today. Schools in India switch to online classes as heatwave engulfs state. How many know this is happening right now in April? Heatwaves, not just in Southern California, but other parts of the world. From FinancialExpress.com, if the India Meteorological Department's prediction of severe heatwave in April comes true, the country's crops will be severely affected, along with its milk and poultry production. What a surprise. More crop-crushing weather. From ScienceDaily.com, ozone may be heating the planet more than we realize. We're talking about surface ozone. Everything across the board is worse than we were told. And now they can't hide it, and that's why they're starting to tell the truth. And GeoengineeringWatch.org said this would happen. And that time is happening now. From Viz.org, this from last week, flash droughts coming on faster. Global study shows, again, everything worse than we were initially told. On the same theme, there's this from grist.org last week. Quote, underwater permafrost is a big, gassy wild card for the climate. No, it's not a wild card. It's a death knell. Thawing. Methane deposits threaten to turn our planet into a scorched ball of rock. Climate intervention operations are making the situation far worse, not better. Are global controllers insane enough to orchestrate a nuclear exchange in a last-ditch effort to temporarily cool the planet? Short answer, yes. They are that psychotic. But just like the other worse-than-we-thought scenarios, here's what we have. Quote, Smoke from nuclear war would devastate ozone layer, alter climate. Report states atmospheric impacts of global nuclear war would be more severe than previously thought. What a surprise. The massive columns of smoke generated by a nuclear war would alter the world's climate for years and devastate the ozone layer, endangering both human health and food supplies. New research shows. The international study draws on newly developed computer climate modeling techniques to paint an even grimmer picture of a global nuclear war's aftermath Than previous analysis, they continue, In the case of the global nuclear war, the simulations showed that the massive injection of smoke into the stratosphere would initially cool surface temperatures by blocking sunlight. Altering precipitation patterns would shield the planet from incoming UV radiation while also destroying the protective ozone layer. Within a few years, however, the smoke would begin to dissipate and far more dangerous UV radiation would reach the surface through the diminished ozone layer. We face functional ozone layer collapse in 18 months on the current course. To add anything else to the equation would certainly guarantee our common demise. Grinding up nature to keep the party going, that's the theme of the human race, and it's about to come to a very bad ending. The controller agendas we face are increasingly desperate responses to biosphere implosion. So is it hopeless. Each of us must answer that question for ourselves. More times than I could count, by more people than I can remember. I've been told just give up. You can't change anything. Enjoy what time you have left. Blah, blah, blah. Here's my response to a person that spits out such a pathetic proposal. I ask them this. If they would take the same attitude about trying to save their children from a burning house, I asked them if they would stand idly by, or worse, would they just go about enjoying the rest of their lives and forget all about their children in the burning house? Because after all, to them, there would be little to no chance of saving them, i.e., their children. No parent that truly loves their children would stand by and watch them die in a burning house without doing anything and everything in their power to at least attempt to save their children. Yet, though the proverbial house, i.e. planet Earth, is in fact in total meltdown, is in fact being systematically decimated and contaminated from every imaginable direction with the climate intervention insanity at the top of the list, the vast majority, parents included, continue to focus on anything and everything except saving what is yet left of the planet's life support systems on which all of our lives, including our children, completely depend. The intentional manipulation of Earth's life support systems, i.e. climate intervention operations, is malevolent and is, for many reasons, the greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face, short of nuclear cataclysm, and even in that category, climate engineering is a factor. We face a fight for life, nothing less. All hands are needed on deck, not hiding in their cabin as the ship goes down. Every single day counts at this point. Search and review the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn how you can help to move this fight forward. Make your voice heard while it can still make a difference. If we don't take action today, we won't have tomorrow, and neither will our children. Till next week, stay strong, no fear. Let's continue our march forward in this fight. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.